This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome to the reality. This is a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of real life as found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. My name is Dudley Anderson, so good to be with you once again. If you've got a story to tell of God's reality in your life, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a note, if you will, by email dudley at surereality.net. But today in the reality, we meet a Christian man based in Kyiv during the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Vadim Priobrzezinski is a member of the David Hathaway ministry team in Kyiv and David's official representative in Ukraine. Ukraine has seen probably the most brutal attacks on its sovereignty in its history during the Russian invasion of that country beginning the 24th of February 2022. Millions of people have been displaced while thousands of civilians have been killed in attacks from Russian forces. From the start of the invasion, Kyiv was under attack by Russia. But the militarily inferior Ukrainian forces not only held out against their superior Russian aggressors, they beat the Russians back. As of Wednesday, the 6th of April, 2022, Russian forces all but completely retreated from Kyiv. However, the unsolicited attack on Ukraine by Russia has continued. Cities and towns have been obliterated, leaving thousands of civilians homeless, without food, without water, while thousands more have been killed or injured. Dreadful stories have emerged of unjustified attacks upon unarmed Ukrainian civilians. One very little girl, four years old, she survived, but her mother died. They were trying to evacuate, and they put white flags on their civilian car, and they still decided to attack this car. And literally, it had hundreds of holes and her parents died and this is why for christians it is so much important right now to deliver light to to places where it is very dark wonderful to be able to speak to vadim prezinski today on on zoom as we talk about your situation uh vadim in in ukraine um under the attack uh, from the russians we're going to get to that in just a minute but as always i'd like to begin by simply asking how did you give your life to jesus when did you become a christian as many other people in ukraine i was born in a family but it was actually a family of orthodox believers okay and then god then led me to start working with a christian mission and years after i joined then i really repented and received water baptism I repented during a conference wow. of which organized by David Hasselway and I saw so much love which surrounded me and I felt something I never felt before in my life so I just uh, stood on my knees and started asking God to forgive all my sins it was very unusual experience in my life wow. so I've been a newly born uh, 
Christian for seven years already. Praise God. That's amazing. You know, Vadim, it doesn't matter where you live, whether it's in Ukraine or in Great Britain or in some other so-called Christian countries around the world. You know, um, we can get born uh, into Christianity. We can get christened or baptized as a baby. But there has to be a place, a point in our lives when we actually admit that Jesus died for us and receive him as Lord and Savior. Would you agree? Absolutely, yes. And it it must be our uh, reasonable agreement. And we should also agree that uh, Jesus was a living sacrifice and his sacrifice was for all of us. I'm in Kiev right now, capital of Ukraine, and with my team, we are located, we are based right here from the first day of the war, we continue working here in Kyiv. So, were you there when the, when the Russians were on your doorstep? Yes, we all remember how we woke up. It was 4 o'clock in the morning, 4 a.m., and we woke up because of uh, explosions and uh, sound of fighter jets just, uh, just up our buildings. Wow. Wow. So has there been much damage in your neighborhood where you live? Some districts in Kyiv, they were damaged, but not not so heavily and not so massively as regions around Kyiv, different villages and smaller city satellites which were captured and for almost one month Russians uh, took them under their control. So those territories were damaged very brutally. Mm. Talking about Kiev, Kiev wasn't captured, and I will share with you a little bit more because we consider this to be a real, real miracle. Mm. Thousands of tanks surrounded Kiev, and we know that even Western experts they were pretty much skeptical about our ability to keep sovereignty of Kyiv, but it happened. It happened because of unity of the nation, because of bravery of uh, our defenders, but first of all, because as I see and our brothers and sisters see it, that our nation was united around uh, God's eternal values. Well, you know, we saw that in the Second World War um, when Hitler was uh, massing his forces against Great Britain and other uh, European nations, and and the Christians uh, prayed desperately. And for some strange reason, Hitler changed his plan, and at the end, he he lost the war, didn't he? You know, um, prayer is vital, and I want to pick up on that in just a minute. But I want to ask you, um, you know, as the Russian forces were building, Building up on the borders of Ukraine, and they were massing 100,000 uh, and more than 100,000 um, forces on on your borders. Um, before they they actually crossed the border, what was the sense in Ukraine? Were you expecting the Russians to attack? What what was the feeling? We felt that there could be potential attack, and already we, we received some notifications from uh, Western intelligence, and including British intelligence, they warned us that there may be an attack. And actually, it helped our government to save many aircrafts, mm. because when the attack uh, happened, just a few hours uh, before this, 
our government commanded all the aircraft to to be in the air and so that when some of the airports were attacked yes airports were damaged but we saved uh, most of the aircrafts mm-hmm. and as christians from spiritual point of view of course we could see and sense some tension in society because uh, fear was spreading around the nation and on february 20s just four days before the invasion started we organized prayer of unity for peace in ukraine mm. and a few thousand people met together and leaders leaders of many christian confessions and we were praying that god would protect our nation keep peace in most of the regions of ukraine protect people and deliver people from fear from fear which would stop them from visiting churches and we ask god to strengthen their faith wow wow and i think this has become very evident you know uh, from from our point of view outside of ukraine looking at the news and watching the news um you know you as a people are an amazing people the way that you've risen up in unity uh, but i think you you've you've hit the hit the nail on the head so to speak when you you mentioned prayer um you know we pray for an end to the war but it's important also to pray for the people under attack that uh, that they would have unity and strength and courage uh, under the attack would you agree uh, absolutely and uh, even here we of course can feel a prayerful support both prayerful and practical support uh, from many countries and but we very specially appreciate prayers of mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. people and i remember time when one month ago when kiev still was under very heavy attacks of missiles and bombs and we were in underground shelter in one church we still managed to organize uh, church services but wow. we had use underground floor and of course we were praying for asking god to stop this war to stop the enemy to paralyze uh, tanks and just to to restore our territorial integrity but mm-hmm. many people in the church they offered let's pray for britain and bless uh, nation of your country praise god that's wonderful wonderful Vadim, many older folk uh, have said that this war has been uh, the worst attack that ukraine has ever endured uh, even during the second world war would you agree uh, yes we have um, some of the veterans who are very old over 90 years old but who lived through second uh, world war and they also lived through the period when in 1943 kiev temporarily was occupied by uh, fascists and then it was liberated but what they share with us with tears on their eyes mm. they say that looking at all the consequences in Bucha, Gastomel and um, Irpin, satellite cities, smaller cities around Kyiv, looking at all the consequences, they say this is worse mm. 
than what happened during occupation in 1943. Because they say at that period, yes, it was terrible war crime, but still so many civilians were not attacked, so many mm -hmm. civilians wow. were not executed with no reason. Yeah. But right now it happened. So they say that, yes, brutality of, of the attack is even higher than what we experienced during Second World War here in Kiev region. My goodness me. Do you have any stories of survival during the attack, uh, during the onslaught on Kiev and the, and, the, and the villages around the city? Well, we have many of them and just a few days ago. Some of them are dramatic, unfortunately, just a few days ago. Uh, one very little girl, four years old, she survived, uh, but... And she is right now in safety, and she she is taken care. But her mother died. They were trying to evacuate. They were trying to evacuate, and they put white flags on their just sedan civilian car. Mm. And when they were driving, a car with white flags, which obviously may not uh, create any danger for Russian soldiers. Mm. They still decided to attack this yeah. car. So, uh, and literally, it had hundreds of holes. But miraculously, a small girl survived and wasn't injured at all. So she's right now in safety and taken care. But still, her parents her parents died, and uh, of course, mentally and spiritually, she was she was very damaged. And this is why, for Christians, it is so much important right now to care of people, to share God's love, not only practical. Of mm -hmm. course, many Christians are helping people practically with food and most necessary supplies which are needed during these times but also we need to to deliver light light to to places where it is very dark right now absolutely do you get opportunity to go into uh, into some of these um, these bunkers and, and minister to people and pray for them well, yes, and this is uh, what our team is doing. Actually, we distribute relief around Kiev. We distribute food, hygienic supplies, medication, and first aid kits. It is important for people. Some generators, because in many regions, uh, they didn't have electricity for a long time because landlines they were damaged uh, but also we distribute bibles this is our special mission and we cooperate with ukraine bible society so we give them both practical and spiritual bread normally and just wanted to share a story when in concrete underground shelter, we were allowed to organize a small service and communion for the militaries. Mm. It was very unusual to see uh, very brave and strong men, but many of them admitted their weaknesses 
and open their heart to receive Christ. So we organized communion and each of them, almost each of them received Bible. And it was very much exception because of the threat, because the uh, locations uh, where troops are deployed, normally they are kept in uh, secret. Mm-hmm. But commander of this battalion, he agreed that his soldiers, they, they needed more support and encouragement, something uh, more powerful than weapon and just physical strength. So it yeah. was our privilege to serve them. Fantastic. That is amazing. I'm absolutely amazing. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website, surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, it's really my pleasure to have your company. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just to remind you, I'd love to hear from you. If you've been listening up, you have some prayers or requests, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a note by email, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Email me, dudley at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're speaking with Vadim Priobrzezinski, a member of the David Hathaway team in Kiev. Vadim has shared how he was born into a Christian home, and at a Christian conference one day, he was challenged by the Holy Spirit to surrender his life totally to Jesus. Life was good for Vadim and his family, but sadly, on the 24th of February 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin sent his armed forces to invade Ukraine for no valid reason. Vadim's hometown of Kiev came under siege by an exceedingly more powerful army. The Christians prayed. By God's grace, the Ukrainian army repelled the Russian attack and prevented Kiev from being occupied. Vadim has emphasized how vital prayer is during crises like this. God is in control as Ukrainian Christians seek his healing, restoration and revival. We remind ourselves that Ukraine was part of the old Soviet Union. So many Ukrainians still have friends and family who live in the Russian Federation. As I continued chatting with Vadim, I asked him if he had any friends in Russia. Uh, we have we have some of the friends, and uh, it is another drama of our nation because, as you know, many Ukrainians they have even family members yeah. in Russia. Yeah, yeah, and uh, living under constant propaganda they don't feel themselves to be free to mm. to say what what they want to say tv channels and even internet controlled uh, pretty much so all the tv channels they they broadcast pretty much the same information and yes it, it affects people's minds especially not christians and who are more vulnerable to this uh, secular impact mm-hmm. and um, for many families yes their relations have changed because those who are in russia they they consider that uh, russian point of view perhaps uh, is 
well grounded, but in Ukraine here we are experiencing the war crimes mm-hmm. which the world have, hasn't seen during mm-hmm. this century. It is quite difficult situation. Of course, there are some exceptions, and we worked with one uh, translator who is also our friend, used his services pretty regularly, and uh, we we continue keep supporting good uh, friendship and fellowship and uh, his his heart is with ukraine but for him he had to make a decision and some days ago to leave russia mm-hmm. because because of potential potential uh, mm-hmm. problems for his family that's why what what russian government is doing it's it's not only the war it's not only killing uh, people physically and destroying uh, our towns here in Ukraine. It also affects families, their relations. Mm-hmm. And we are very much confident that, unfortunately, because we want God to bless our brothers and sisters in Russia, and one day they will repent. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, what they are doing, this is very it will have very bad consequences for their own nation for russian people mm-hmm. as you rightly said uh, many 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 ukrainians have friends and family who live in russia uh, and I'm, I'm sure there are lots hundreds thousands millions of of you know born again christians in russia uh, that are under this propaganda and this lies um if if you had an opportunity to to speak to one of those christians um Vadim, and uh, and to tell them what's going on in ukraine to tell them the truth what would you say well i, I would say that the reason ukraine is attacked is also spiritual reason and this is a quite a demonic war mm. uh, Often, we are here in Ukraine, we are asked, how come you resist to so-called second strongest army in the world? Some experts said it was 28 times bigger and more powerful. Mm. But by today, uh, Ukrainian defenders have immense bravery and fortitude and pretty successfully defend our God-given land. And mm. normally my answer is that when on February 24th Ukraine was attacked, Russia didn't attack a nation with divisions, divided nations, and they didn't attack ungodly nation. No, by that moment, during the last seven years, we organized national days of prayer, which are pretty unique. And I'm, I'm here in Ukraine, I'm a director of this Ministry of National Day of Prayer. And this is the only country in Europe where heads of all confessions, all Christian denominations, despite some differences and despite different doctrines, but the united in prayer and Christians united in prayer for peace, and of course, we pray for Christian future of our nation. That's why our nation was united. 
when it was attacked and we can see on practical level how important is this uh, unity within Christians, unity of militaries, unity of our government. Mm-hmm. Right now we have a very high level of unity with our international partners as well. And of course, devil doesn't like the fact Christians are united here mm-hmm. in Ukraine. And uh, this is what I would share with people in Russia, that this is freedom and religious freedom and unity of Christians, which is under attack right now. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, the Bible tells us that our battle, our fight, our war is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of darkness in high places, the devil and his schemes. And so when we battle uh, as Christians, we're not fighting a natural war. We're fighting a spiritual war against the enemy, uh, who is uh, Satan. The enemy isn't Russia. Uh, The enemy isn't uh, Putin. The enemy is the devil, the force behind the force of man. And we need to stand in agreement on that. And that is really, you know, my message to uh, to Russian Christians, perhaps just perhaps listening to this radio program on the Internet, is, is to stand together in the unity of the message of Christ. And the message of Christ is peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And we stand together in peace and, and preach the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the forgiveness of sins uh, and the love of God. And that's how we stand against the forces of darkness. And we address them and rebuke them in the name of Jesus and tear down these strong holds that the power of God will be demonstrated in your nation and my nation and indeed in Russia as we stand against the forces of darkness in closing I would like to pray for you can I do that of course thank you Dickie. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name. And the scripture says, at the name of Jesus the Christ, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. We declare, therefore, the name Jesus Christ, the Messiah, over Ukraine. We declare the name of Jesus over Russia. We declare the name of Jesus over the Western world and every nation of this world right now. We declare the name Jesus Christ and at that name every knee will bow. I pray now, Lord God, for Ukraine. I pray for Vadim. I pray for his family. I pray for his loved ones and his friends, Lord, for your protection protection in Jesus' name. Build a hedge around them, Lord God. I claim and plead the blood of Christ upon them right now, Lord, and I pray that you'll protect them. Protect this nation and we pray for a cessation, an end, an end, Lord. We pray for an end to this war. We pray for an end, Lord God, to the siege. We pray for an end, Lord, to the bloodshed and the fire and, 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 and the attack. And we pray, Lord God, for a liberty. We pray that the Russians, Lord, as, as Vadim has said, we pray that that nation, Lord, would have an encounter with the liberty God and come to the knowledge of Christ. And we pray right now, Lord God, that Ukraine would would begin to succeed, would begin to overcome this attack, Lord God, and find peace, security, and revival and restoration, revival across Ukraine in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Vadim, you got me going there. Praise God. (laughs) Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, dear Judy. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And we really pray for God's blessing and protection. You take care now. Thank you very much. It was my privilege to be with you. And it will be another privilege to be with you again in the future. Amen. Look forward to that. Thank you for joining us. 
You've been listening to The Reality with me, Dr. Anderson, today talking to Vadim Pribzhensky. If you've heard anything today and you'd like to chat with me or you'd like some prayer, I encourage you to drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please consider becoming a partner with us by going through to our website, surereality.net, and clicking on the menu button, Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, thank you so much for joining me today. Keep walking in the sure reality of Christ. Christ.